Hello, everyone, and thank you for the download. It's the week of May 14th, and this is episode four of the Park Cheese Lounge. I'm Tim Grassi, and today I'm joined by my co-host, the Duke of Hoagies. What's going on, Gary? I don't know what you just played, but it sounded like shit. Uh, uh, did it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the self-destruct uh, sound clip from Spaceballs when they're all evacuating the ship. Which well, is, hopefully uh, it sounds it's clear on your end. It's going to be relevant. I'll, I'll fix it post. Don't worry about okay. it. <laughs> okay. It, it sounded great. Uh, <laughs> and a man that gets his name pronounced correctly on the Disney Dish podcast, Guy Selga. What's up, Guy? Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm, I'm here recording a podcast on this beautiful Friday night in Southern California instead of uh, going to Disneyland with my girlfriend who is waiting for me in the park. So let's have some fun with these two sexy babes. Are you, are you headed to the park after this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet. So we got a four-hour show planned uh, to yeah. keep Guy from uh, from getting some uh, some time with uh, Wait, is it still light out? It's still light out there, isn't it? Yeah. Do you guys have the same moon that we do? Uh, it's a different one. It's, um, it's very progressive. Them. No, yeah. um, you can't shoot at it like you can in Florida. <laughs> yeah. So we have Guy on here, not to uh, uh, delay him from uh, from hanging out with his significant other. <laughs> but, uh, well, I mean, that's part of it. But uh, some big news dropped this week. First and, uh, for, first and foremost, I'm having difficulty speaking. The Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser has lasted 17 months. It debuted in spring of 2022, and today, uh, a few days ago, they announced the closure of this at the end of their fiscal year. I believe the last uh, cruise will be September 28th to the 30th, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Gary and I have only lived this through YouTube videos, which is the next best way to do it. But Guy, you've done it a couple of times, right? Yes, I did it uh, about a month after it opened, and okay. and then I most recently did it on in at the end of March. I actually turned forty on the Galactic Star Cruiser. That was my big birthday thing, taking advantage of some uh, you, discounts in space because like time moves faster for us than it I does. I was thinking for the same you. thing. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Did you actually turn forty? <laughs> yeah, that's and true. Like a uh, <laughs> I have a big question after seeing the videos. Did you think it was more like Star Wars or The Fifth Element featuring Bruce Willis? Um, it, I, I wish it was more like Total Recall if we're talking about um, Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Or Running Man, at least. Like, yeah. tubes, he can fly down. Yeah, we should, we should have had Did you see right any... Were there any characters that had three boobs? I wish. No. Um, but I do think Lonnie is uh, very sexy. She's the, she's the Rodian alien that walks around she does not speak english she'll stand there and have full conversations with you in her native language with no english and it's amazing oh is that the one the one with the glory hole mouth yeah yeah the same one as uh <laughs> as as go from from uh a new hope so embrace yeah yeah i, I saw that and what did you think of it you went back twice so you must have loved it or was yeah it and i, I just wanted to start off by saying we paid our way both times. We weren't on any of the media cruises or previews or anything like that. We paid our own money for it. Um, I I loved it. I I left each time in awe at what they accomplished and what they built. And I had a great time. My girlfriend had a great time. The first time we went on, we went with her uh, at the time, seven year old son. Uh, he didn't have as good of a time as as we did, <laughs> and uh, I I realized on pretty much hour one of that first cruise. I'm just going to call it cruise. I know it's not a cruise. Like yeah, nerds yeah. out there, like Whatever. I know it's not a real cruise. I'm just going to call it a cruise. 
um, on that first cruise, you they really hammer home that you need to use this app, the Datapad app, the the, the Play Disney. Okay. It's in the Play Disney Parks app. It's the mm-hmm. uh, Galactic Star Cruiser Datapad. They really hammer home you need to use this. So much so that if they detect that you have not downloaded and logged into it before your cruise, they'll call you several times until you do that. Because <laughs> everything revolves around this Datapad app. So that that pushes the story forward that lets you get to know characters that expands the mm-hmm. lore. And so I think that's why they kind of lose kids almost immediately because you're just hit with walls of text. Yeah, kids, kids hate cell phones. You're right. Well, no. yeah, but I had more fun with the data pad app when star Wars galaxy app or, uh, edge opened, I think than any of the kids did. Like I was yeah. putting, uh, 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 what are they like the skimmers on all the doors yeah. and everything, collecting credits and maxing out the factions? Because again, I mentioned World of Warcraft prior, like that's basically the same thing you do you grind to yeah. like max out all your stuff. And the younger kids aren't really going to be into that. And uh, I don't even play with it anymore when I go over there, but that's what it seemed like it was. And it seemed like there was like three factions, right? Like you could be um, first order or like the rebels or like uh uh what was the other ones um smugglers there's there's several or is there only um i I don't know the exact number but there is several because you can follow several different characters on their storyline um paths but uh yeah going back to the, the the kids thing you're hit with walls of text almost immediately when you get on of just explanations and starting the story and moving the story forward uh, you know, no seven or eight or nine year old is going to want to read that. And I know there yeah, are kids that. out there who had, a, who had a great time on the Star Cruiser, but uh, mm-hmm. both of the times I went on, I did not see a lot of kids having super fun time outside of the big action set, uh, action packed story moments. Okay. But uh, yeah, as, as far as the factions or storylines or whatever, uh, th- there's. Uh, there's the big ones like the First Order or the Smugglers, and there's also smaller ones. So there's like this musician that's on the cruise, and he's in love with the Rodian Uwani. So you have to help him make like a love song for her, but also a song hyping up Gaia, who is the entertainer that's on board. Um, and then there's another storyline involving the Saja, who are the... Uh, is the group of people who are trying to teach the the ways of the Jedi, not in a sense that they're, that are training Jedis, but that you just are trying to spread the word of the Jedi and help people understand their story and try to keep their or alive. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can go. So on the, on the first cruise, I followed the path of the, of Gaia's agent who is kind of a shifty dude but is trying to uh, stop the first order secretly. And, and that was a good Mm -hmm. storyline. But then on the second cruise, I wanted to do something completely different. I wanted to follow the path of the Saja because um, I'm just going to get into full spoilers, by the way, um, as I go on. Well, well, it doesn't matter now. (laughs) (laughs) Things over with. I mean, look, I'm going to, I'm going to cut you off before you even go too deep into it. Um, You went, you went back. Uh, You said you paid full boat for it. If this was to be continuing, like if let's say this continued on for the next five years, do you think you would go back a third time? 
there would have to be a, an announced new storyline, and that's what I assume they would do eventually. Okay. I thought th- they would relaunch it every five years or so with new storylines. Um, but you know, obviously, who knows mm-hmm. what they're planning. That very well may be what they're doing. I mean, they said that this is the final cruise. It clearly needs some retooling. Yeah. And I mean, we we've discussed it at, at the outset that like I, I mean Yeah, I mean, just hearing from your story, it sounds it's like the biggest thing is is that the biggest loss here is that there's no original Star Wars characters from the original franchise in this entire thing. And if you want to get Star Wars nerds to shell out six grand, you gotta have the original star wars characters in there i i don't know like who thought that'd be a good idea not to put them in there i don't care about timelines or any of that stuff that's what everybody <laughs> wanted everybody i want a lay slave in my room by the way did you break the room in well you know it <laughs> yeah what's it like in zero g how far oh, they got go? the gravity simulators on there in full blast you can't adjust them or anything so. you kept the window yeah, open yeah. right um yeah, the, <laughs> and then got that little camera thing too, so you know somebody was cranking it in a room while they were while you're doing it. Um, yeah, the the character choices is is interesting because that's your cover guy. Because um, you know, like trying to push the new characters, they're trying to push the Disney storyline, which is understandable, whatever. But uh, with Star Wars, from what I've been told from people inside the company, two biggest characters in Star Wars by far, by a mile, there's no other characters even close, are Darth Vader and C three PO. They are the most popular. They sell the most merch. Mm-hmm. They test highly. It, that's the whole reason why we have C-3PO as the pilot on the Star Tour 2, because um, yeah. originally it was going to be just another droid. But um, yeah, to not include any of those characters. I mean, there is Chewbacca. There's Chewbacca on, on the Star Cruiser. He, he, yeah, but it's like new Chewbacca. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, you know. It's still Chewbacca, but um, yeah. So where do you want me to go next? So, so you said that you... Well, I mean, people have done the trip reports, and not that I'm not interested in it. I think the the news is that this is closing. So I looked at it as I'm a casual Star Wars fan, and I can probably spend my money better elsewhere. And I mean, you something brought you back a second time around, and I assume it was a discount. So what what had you willing to shell out more money? I mean, I, I know I know Len doesn't pay you that well, so. Um, you went back twice. You must be paying something. I wanted to follow a different storyline. I wanted to see what else was there, uh, and it just the the quality of the overall experience is so good. the The food is amazing. The food is better than any Walt Disney World food. I don't care what it is, uh, Victorian Alberts, anything. It's all consistently mm-hmm. good, and it, it's really hard to tell from pictures and video, but. The quality of fit and finish and materials on every inch inside the Star Cruiser is so nice, uh, but it's Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, I think it looks. Yeah, like it looks nice, and I, I the food looks awesome, and I think that's. I mean, with cruises, the food's usually always the best part, anyway. Um, and so I'm glad that the food is as good as it, well, it's hard to say as it looks because it, it looks alien, but I would eat basically anything they had, including, was that the one with the Klingon dick or was that someplace else? <laughs> no, that's in Tokyo. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but I saw a lot of like mini games on the bridge that looked like similar to the stuff in the Space Mountain queue. And I was like, man, that looks yeah, kind of Yeah, it's beat. really weird. Like, I know it's part of the missions, yeah, but. So 
Uh, they call it like bridge training. Um, so you have two sessions in the bridge. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to describe this the best I can. So inside the bridge, there's maybe, I don't know, 40 of these stations with different, each one has different buttons and knobs and their own little screens. And then there's the actual big window that looks out into space, like the bridge where the pilot would sit and you know, look mm-hmm. out. But during bridge training, you're, you're going through this, this um, yep. training mission where you show, you're told how to use all these knobs and buttons and things. Uh, and then later in the storyline, it's captain needs you on the bridge, get to the bridge. We're being attacked or we need to get these crates or whatever. So one of the missions is uh, Hondo Anaka mm-hmm. from, from the Millennium Falcon Smugglers run. Yeah. Is, uh, is trying to yeah. get some coaxium that's floating around in space. So you have to use the knobs and they burnt a lot of calories yeah. coming up with that so story, to, didn't they? They're getting yeah, a lot so of mileage to, out of that you one. You have to grab these these crates that are floating around in space and take them to a little pod to reach them. And then the other people have to shoot down the TIE fighters that are coming in to try to take them. And then everybody... Oh, see, I thought they would send you to Batu yeah. to get them and then come back. I mean, so you, you, like you do go to Batu on the second day of the, of the cruise. But yeah, and mm-hmm. so, so I never did any of the First Order storylines. On, on the first cruise, my girlfriend and her son did do the, the First Order so during that, it's oh, we we have to shoot down the X wings who are trying to stop the Imperials from getting the Coaxium. So it it flips. It's like reskinned, okay. you know. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I. So the engineering the engineer, room because that looked like pretty cool, and I didn't yeah, see a lot of coverage room is, of that. Is really cool. It's it's like yeah. a it's almost like an es- escape room if you've ever done one of those. So. There will be a bunch of mm. pipes that uh, have levers on them, and you have to activate the levers in a certain way. And if you don't, steam shoots out everywhere. There's another one with like a wire, and you and there's a, a grid kind, a maze of uh, pipes, and you have to connect one lit light to the other side and make sure it's connected right. And then there's a big reactor core that you have to do something in there. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's really neat. And uh, the, on the, on the first cruise the, I, I always tell people there was um, a pack of roaming feral children because just maybe like, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, that's standard. Maybe like world 10, anyway. it was yeah, about just 10 or 15 land. kids who <laughs> Abby, 10 or 15 kids who were just bored and uninterested in everything else. And they just roamed the ship causing havoc. So you'd be trying to do your missions in the, <laughs> you'd be doing like missions it, to be honest with you. <laughs> the engineering room. And that became their default, like playroom. And they would just go and just bang on things and ram their head into walls. And just, it was chaos in there. Um, and that's actually a point I wanted to touch on <laughs> real quick. Uh, there's a, there's these activities they do for kids. I think it's eight and under called like the Lothcat crew. So one of them is like, uh, you go into the engineering room at a certain mm-hmm. time and the cast, I think that's a gang in Disneyland. Like they got, the they cast got the hides yeah. little stuffed porgs and then the kids have to find them. And then the parents hide board and the kids have to find them. Okay. And then the kids find the porgs and the parents have to find them. It's just a little like children's activity. Then there's another one, the, well, I mean, you and the porgs cost extra, right? I mean, you can buy them on that too. If you want to take one home. 
Yeah, of course. I was going to say, do you get to keep But um, <laughs> yeah, and then there's another one where there's like droid races and they provide the droids and you can race it around and they, it's like a tournament. Um, and so from what I heard is that these little children's activities weren't originally part of the plan. And you can tell because they're just, they look very te- temporary and sudden. I mean, they're a lot of fun. Like, girlfriend's kid had a, had a ton of fun. But uh, they're they're temporary because they did not expect that many small children to be on these, you know, $5,000 base cruises. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that's kind of uh, it with my point of that. I don't want to hammer home on the kids stuff too much. Uh, but yeah, this uh, to me, from what I experienced, I don't think children had the best time on the star cruiser. I, I want to know how well the transportation effect worked when you first checked in on the box. Did it feel like hydrolator like when you first got in and okay. took a pod up to the Halcyon or like what was that like? I will, uh, I will try to explain anything this, or? Uh, without being too trip reporty. So you arrive at um, the backstage area <laughs> of News Hollywood Studios and you see uh, stacked shipping containers with the Galactic Star Cruiser logo on them. I don't know why Disney uh, has tied shipping containers to Star Wars as much as it has, because mm. I don't know if you've ever seen the extended queue. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, yeah, that's the, the only thing we need. That's the, that's the image. Image. don't know is a bunch of shipping crates backstage. But anyway, um, so so you're, you're first yeah. greeted on your $5,000 space cruise I the ugly backstage of Disney's Hollywood studios, the worst Disney theme park in the country. And then you see, and then you see this windowless um, concrete slab. That is your hotel. You, you drive up and you are directed to something that I really can only describe it as like a concrete bunker. And that's, that's the entry plaza to the star cruiser. Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. you, you drop <laughs> then you so you start out in Hitler's off, bunker, which is then delivered to your room. So That's you don't have to take bunker. your luggage through. You go down a long, just blank concrete hallway where you're where you're um, shown a video with instructions, and it's it's the instructions like this is the emergency sound, so you know when something is actually going down and not part of the storyline because there's going to be cinematic moments and there's going to be real emergency moments maybe. Um, so I, I just. To add this too because I thought it was interesting. The the second cruise okay. I went on, at the very beginning before the video, they uh, a cast member said, "We just want to remind you that this is an immersive experience, but it is still a Disney experience, and please do not touch any of the cast members ever." So so something happened with that um, at some okay. point. Yeah. Well, that's why they don't have the live um, slave so, walk around. To your question, how you that might be a liability. Uh, to answer your question, how you get on the Star Cruiser, (laughs) you're then um, put into uh, like a transport pod. And that is an actual elevator that goes um, up to another story. And and then you're let out into the main lobby or the atrium, as they call it. So this is an actual elevator. And then the top of the elevator, there's screens on both sides or windows on both sides that, you know, screens, obviously. And it shows you blasting off from this Earth station into space. And it, it hits you with the Star Wars music. You see the Halcyon. That's the name of the ship, the Halcyon. You see the Halcyon, and then you dock with it. Doors open. You're in the atrium. And then that's, that's, your, that's how you get on. So Jules brought up a good point. Halcyon is what they gave her when they knocked her out. 
it's the drugs they gave her when they knocked her out to get one of her like wisdom teeth removed or yeah. root canal or something like that. Yeah. I wonder if there's any connection. <laughs> Possibly. Um, so, so that sounds similar enough to like space two twenty, uh, which is what the, I think this is going to be. By the way, but continue. <laughs> so from there, uh, taking apart like the day one story and all that stuff. Because again, I'm not trying to uh, take away your chance to tell your. Uh, your trip report, but at the same time, yeah, we've heard that, and the news is that this is closing. Uh, the I don't the the box truck. Uh, a lot has been made of that box truck to go to and from Batu. What is that like? Was there any? Yeah, I, did it feel like you're like, driving in a car? Yeah, you know, it's funny what, to what, that what did that feel they like? put you on a truck, you know, but like on the Star Cruiser and inside the transport, and then arriving in Batu, you would never know ever you would never know what the, the outside of it looks like it, the inside of it is, is really cool yeah. the inside of it just looks like you're in some star yeah, wars what I figured. they they play like music and and like a pilot quote-unquote is is uh talking to you and yeah i mean I, I thought that whole experience was really neat and it it doesn't take very long i was just wondering if you like felt the g's when they, they go pretty turn, slow like you would in a car yeah, and stuff like that i don't even think they're or going on public worked. roads or anything but yeah i i didn't really you don't really notice the car moving very fast. Well, that's good then. So well, I've uh, been in the back of a moving uh, rider truck before, yeah. and it didn't feel very space-like. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it probably wasn't you know, themed. It was probably got wooden paneling and any anyway. So empty beer cans. Yeah. The the primary report that I've heard uh, from yourself and from others yeah. is that the experience ex- itself is excellent. Uh, that if you're into, if you get into the story, that the experience itself is excellent. Do you think there was a way to redeem this? Perhaps broaden okay, so, the appeal um, without reducing the cost point. So first of all, the the rumor oh, was characters. the whole time that it tested extraordinarily, extraordinarily well with the people who did it. And now Disney has actually confirmed that. They said it's tested better than anything in Walt Disney World history. <laughs> they actually said that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, now, how I, many of those people paid for I, it? No, I, that, I mean, that's the question. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, like, like, like that, that, that's the variable. Like you, you offer somebody this amazing experience and it sounds like it was like, I'm, I'm envious that you got to do it. Yeah. But at the same time at $6,000, that's a week's vacation for a family of four, as opposed to two nights. And if you're not into star Wars, if you're not, if you're an introvert, then yeah, that, that seems to be the deterrent. So there just isn't enough people to satisfy yeah, that niche that. Um, uh, to keep it to keep it alive. There's, there's a couple things here. So it's a hard sell. It, it's it's almost to me like unmarketable. There's no way to convey Absolutely. what it actually is. I mean, really, like, um, and and okay. Disney's tactic of just sending the same influencers three or four times to do it obviously did not work. <laughs> Shock, shocking. And, no. and they didn't praise it. They well, most of them didn't praise it. They would say, "I'm going to leave it up to you." Yeah, watching the video to decide whether it's worth it or not. But any other thing, they'd be like, yeah. "Oh my god, that's the best thing ever! You need to come out here and do it right now." You could tell by watching their videos, even the ones that suck Disney off the hardest. They just they wouldn't say that it was. Yeah. Uh, they wouldn't say anything negative about it because they knew if they did, that was it. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so, so, but the, but them not saying that it was 
worth it or anything like that, I knew right away that it was beat. And I'm like, if if these people who who think like paying sixty dollars for a popcorn bucket and punching each other for it is the greatest thing ever, aren't praising this, uh, and they're getting yeah. to view it for free, then it can't be that good. I mean, to me, I think this thing ends up being uh, Space Two Twenty style Disney uh, uh, dinner show, and it's gonna it'll cost like three or four hundred dollars. Yeah. That's probably how you redeem it. Because yeah. if you think about it, Space Two Twenty has like you know a lobby. It's got an factory transport, and you know this has more interactive stuff. For people but complaining now, about the background yeah. noise, that is happily ever after fireworks. So it's that on is. brand. Yeah. yeah, so it is on brand for that. I can't do anything <laughs> about that. Uh, that's what I keep seeing. Like when I see the videos, I'm like, this would be a great restaurant. Like if it was like 200 bucks or something like that, I could see doing it and then taking the transport up there and having live entertainment and a Disney and dinner show and seeing the bridge and maybe, you know, almost like adventures club where you have different rooms and stuff and the money they would make off booze. People want to go to the bar. Like, is that viable for like a, you know, half day experience or even like a, like a night kingdom concept yeah, like that a, they had. Well, you like go a, there, you get tuned after you go there at like eight, eight, seven, eight o'clock, you have dinner and you sit at the bar and drink and aliens walk around. And it's, it's kind of like a quarter day experience, you know? I mean, if you, it, $200 a person and then uh, you can't use the dining plan, obviously, or, or I don't know what the price point would be, but it's sitting there just collecting dust. You're not getting any return on investment, so they got to do something with it. I mean, like is, I, that's is my that viable idea. guy? Like, if if they were to say, "All right, you know, four thirty to midnight, you can experience this. You'll dinner will be included." Uh, is that a viable option for this? I mean, you, you're mothballing all the rooms, but is that something you could conceivably see them doing? Or right so, by the hour. Let's let them talk. Oh. <laughs> or yeah, if you read the dining, hour. So if if dining is the big uh, pull of that experience, then I, I think they can fit about. I think there's 50 tables in there, so um, yeah. you know, so maybe 200 people per, per a dining service. You think they you know, can put tables in the, the lobby as well, like in the main area in, in, in the uh, promenade? Yeah, I mean, it could be like a, a medieval times type of thing where you have like one group who is in the lobby atrium area kind of mingling and getting drinks from the bar. That's right off the lobby. And then the, while the other group has the dinner show, something like that. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. Yeah. That's what they do on the cruise line. Like you have a, a, an early dinner and a late dinner on Disney Cruise Line. So you could do that uh, and get at least two rounds of meals out of it in theory. But I mean, um, I don't, they could just be. They could they have just a be, pool or a gym. No, there's no pool or no gym, uh, no spa or anything like that. And and that's I think stuff it should that's have had that was missing. Yeah. Um, and th- there's there's a couple other points I, I just wanted to make about it just never getting off the ground. Um, I, I think Disney never was able to get ahead of every single mainstream media story about the star cruiser was that how expensive it was that and i mean I that's that, the deal breaker for 99 percent of the yeah, people that are saying no to exactly it. yeah and and so then also <laughs> we knock the media in this country but they, they kind of got it right yeah yeah and then also on top of all that and i there's no way disney could have ever guessed this would have happened star wars as a whole uh, caught up in cultural war bullshit with both sides of the political spectrum. 
And I think that seriously damaged the Star Wars brand and the Star Cruiser. Are you sure it was? I mean, I'm not I'm not disputing that, but I think perhaps like Marvel, there was Star Wars fatigue because of how much they put out there. Uh, I think all of that is is potentially uh, contributing to it. But I really think they they couldn't deliver this level of experience, which by all accounts is excellent by your account, by pretty much every account that we've heard is an excellent experience if you're into it. Uh, but they couldn't deliver it at a price point that was digestible for the modern yeah. wallet. Um, and and it, the other thing I, I, in my notes here, I put next gen. There was so much that I think uh, when that project was launched a decade plus ago that we anticipated this level of kind of interactivity within the parks itself. I think this is the uh, the ideas of next gen coming to fruition in a completely different way. This is a hundred, hundred percent it. Yeah. And like there was supposed to be some of that in galaxy's edge. It never materialized. Is there anything that they could potentially salvage from this? Assuming that they just close the hotel and, uh, you know, sell it, sell it for scrap. Um, is there anything that they can potentially salvage to bring back to the land to anything in that way, shape or form in your mind's eye? So the the intimacy of the character interactions is the whole thing. And you having a reputation that follows you around and all the characters know the things you've done. That's all on the Star Cruiser. That's all the stuff that was. And yeah, those promise for the land that never happened. Yeah. Yeah. So could they do that on a large scale with, you know, 60,000 theme park guests every day? I. I don't know. But uh, as far as like the big, so the the whole Star Cruiser thing culminates in a big fight between Ray and and Kylo Ren, which, which by the way, is like so badass. It's so cool. There's so many cool. It looked pretty darn cool. Yeah, Yeah. it really did. Like, doesn't Yoda make a cameo too, like in hologram form? Yeah. And that, that's one thing I I was going to bring up also. Um, But yeah, the, the, the fight, like Kylo Ren, Force chokes Ray and and grabs her towards him, and she's on some kind of like conveyor belt. Obviously, they, they do like a lightsaber battle with like actual sparks when they hit the railing and stuff, and it just all looks so cool. And and that kind of little stunt show fight kind of thing was another thing planned for Galaxy's Edge. That's why yeah, when you go that in, that should there, be in the rooftops. Yeah, yeah. When you see all the rooftops in Galaxy's Edge, where those like six spaces in Galaxy's Edge, where it's like, oh, there sh- it feels like there should be a show here. That's the kind of thing that was supposed to be, but it never was. But um, yeah, as far as the Yoda hologram, that was my whole thing uh, that I wanted to see on the second cruise. And this is another thing that that uh, does not look as good on video as it does in person. But there, yeah, I mean, you can see the scrim on video. Yeah, they, there's like they they bring out this box, this this cube thing, mm-hmm. and then a Yoda hologram floats above it and tells you a little story. And you sit all around it like a campfire and listen to Yoda tell this story. Oh, I didn't see that. I thought he was in that tube so for some reason. He is when also when Len tube. was talking about it, tube, yeah. when Len was talking about it, he got legit choked up on Disney Dish. Just uh, that you know, this is a childhood dream of seeing a projection of Yoda. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I get that that all uh, is going to hit a lot of people very hard and it's going to be something that they'll never forget. 
Uh, I mean, really, the the takeaway though, and you go back to what the media was was saying, is that that price point is very tough to swallow for people, and it's yeah. it's why this is closing. It's not that the experience was bad, exactly. Yeah. It's that it was too expensive. And it, it, Do you think there's any chance that Galaxy's Edge could be expanded to this hotel? I'm not sure how far away it is from the actual back of the land, but like not that far. But could it be that you know if they did a restaurant, maybe you could attach it to it or keep all the mini games and just expand the land to it yeah, somehow maybe. so that it's not just wasted. Yeah. There's a, there's a parking lot in the way, which is actually rather convenient for expansion. Oh, Hollywood yeah. studios is, uh, is, is it the smallest park? Um, at least the smallest stateside, right? It's gotta be the smallest one out of the four easily. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that far away. And I mean, Especially if you expand from like Star Tours, Indiana Jones area to get over there, it's not that much of a walk to get back there. But um, you were saying scrapping, I don't think there's a big scrapped concrete market out there. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. I was, I was, um, I mean, it, it very well may be that they're just that they're going to write it off, that they look at this as all right, we can call this a loss. And but I just checked theme park connection already has chunks of it on their website for $200. <laughs> I was going to say it's about twelve hundred feet, uh, maybe twelve, twelve to fifteen hundred feet from like the main walking path in Galaxy's Edge to get back there. Uh, but there's obviously other work that would have to be done. You're rerouting, you know, you're changing roads, that sort of thing. But how many nubs would that be if you don't have feet? Take off one of your legs and uh, one of those, <laughs> roughly like fifteen inches or so. Um, yeah, it really know. makes I wear me size eleven. It really makes me wonder if Disney could go back to the very beginning just when this this idea was a seed and yep. before everything before the market research that told them yeah people are willing to pay five thousand dollars yeah let's do it if they would have just done a normal hotel that is star wars themed that you just can check in and out of like any hotel and, you know maybe have a character or two I think in the that's lobby. the most feasible thing if they yeah. if they would have just done that to begin with and it would have been totally fine like, I can't give him credit for trying. It, it was one of the most ambitious ideas ever. Yeah, tried. that's the thing. Like, let's let's not make a mistake. Like, I want them to take risks. Uh, it sucks when these risks fail, but like, we don't want to discourage them from taking risks like this. Uh, I mean, it sounded awesome the whole way up. It's just not what I think I expect. I knew I wasn't going to be able to afford it, um, but it's just I don't know. It kind of wasn't what I expected, like in a way. <laughs> but it, it it's still. To, to make a virtual area on the ground to that depth to the point where you're going to sleep in it, I don't think anybody's done it in a theme park business, a stateside anyway. I don't know, maybe in Asia has. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it was. I give them credit for trying. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it'll end up being something. And, yeah, maybe they do go back and rework it, and now the thing's half the price. You know, maybe it doesn't need to be six. Now that they know there's not a demand there for $6,000, They'll probably try five thousand dollars, to be honest. But well, they, no, I mean, it's been discounted thirty percent. I mean, uh, you you could if you had a Disney Visa card, you could get a thirty percent discount. Yeah, and I wanted to if bring up, if your name was like Dave, you could get it. Yes. I wanted to bring up also. So the the first cruise I went on, obviously, was packed. It was completely full. Uh, the yeah. second one was half full. So during our dinner service, the tables were half full. During all the big story moments, there were half as many people. It was way more enjoyable when it was half full. Uh, but yeah, I was gonna say, is it better or worse? Do you, did the people help it or hurt it? 
Um, okay, so that was one thing I noticed almost immediately on the first cruise is uh, I think a lot of people hyped up this idea that like you make your own character and you go on with your own storyline and it's this big interactive thing. Yeah, really, yeah. You get on there and you are a observer first foremost and, and a, a slight participant when you are called upon. There's no like you're not getting your own story in like you got these actors and they got 30 on 30 off. Like they got 30 minutes to get their shit in and then they take a 30 minute break. So it's like, they're, they're going to move their story forward and you're not going to have much time to do your own thing. As as a thing, like if you take the equity actors out of it, is it viable as a thousand dollar a night star Wars hotel? (laughs) That just, uh, no, uh, no, especially with the, the lack of amenities. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you got to look at it like that way. And if that's if, if you're if you've been on it twice, like the activities that are there, I mean, I don't know how many of those require the use of the equity actors. If there's no stage show at the end of it, if it's basically you get the dining room and uh, maybe a couple of uh, walk around characters. You couldn't count the transportation as an add on either, because imagine if this place is packed all the time, how many people are going to be slammed into that rider truck trying yeah. to get over to I mean, this. They, so, I mean, they, they, they could spend have, 50 years in a rider truck. never open yeah. as a normal hotel. It'll just n- simply never do it because th- there's only 100 rooms. It's they can't that, scale so it. Doable. It's impossible. So that'll never happen. It'll be somewhat. So this is going to have to be some other experience. I think Disney will lick their wounds, come back in a couple of years, ditch the, the galactic star because your name completely. You'll never hear that name again. My name is dead and burned. I don't think I, I think I think they're cutting cutting bait. You think people are going to start taking stuff now? They're going to dismantle it like the, like the like, harmonious part. Like, you know, yeah. Well, people are going to be like, you know, stealing parts off it because they know that this is going to be good out in history is one of the like it'll be remembered as one of the like one of disney's biggest turds even though again i give them credit for trying but like if you have a piece of the star cruiser and then knock that thing down it's gonna wear some serious loot later on you know and and you know you you bring up a good point because uh it, it'll it's it's going to be notorious now as a failure so i wonder if disney will fast track a replacement for you know i don't know a year or two from now i'm not saying another big you know five thousand dollar thing but something for that space kind of help people forget about the failure it's going to be a dvc that's what they do with plan. everything yeah. In front. yeah i can see this being a dvc experience when they can't when they can't actually that's not a bad idea when they can't sell shit when they can't sell hotel rooms they convert them to dvc yeah. they take the big rooms offline like that that's what it's going to be so uh, so uh, yeah, you can use the same points as a cruise <laughs> um th- that one another thing um every Everything is not big enough on, on the Star Cruiser itself. Like the rooms are too small. the The atrium is the only big grand room that's kind of the wow moment when you first come into it. The engineering room is small. The lounge is super small. I'm shocked how small the lounge is. Um, like the, the mm-hmm. lounge, there's I don't know maybe ten tables, and and there's one sabak table, and it's really cool because. The Sabat cards are shown in like these floating holograms and the middle has like a, a dice that's in like a, you know, like it, that board game. Sorry. It, it's like a dice like that, but it's, it's bigger. It's really fun to play Sabat with people, but there's only one of those tables. Anyway, every, everything on the star cruiser, I felt like could have been 
like 1.5 times bigger. I don't understand why the rooms had to be that small. Uh, I mean, I'm, look, I'm looking on Google Maps right now to just see how close it is. Google Maps uh, does not have Star Wars Galaxy's Edge finished on it. Like, there's still dirt all over the place. So, <laughs> I mean, I know I know where the Star Cruiser is. But anyway, I mean, I'm glad that you had the opportunity to do it. Uh, I I don't know what price point I was a buyer at, but I just I think this is going to be something that never opens again it's going to be river country it's going to be harmonious barges it's going to be that sort of stuff where they just said look whatever we spent on it we just are done with it if we can if there's anything salvageable in there uh that maybe they sell you know yeah. star wars themed stuff i know uh was there like a sleeping bag that was uh, desirable you got a hundred of those that you can sell but uh, that that, um, that was uh out of stock both times i was on the cruise i was pissed i wanted that so bad <laughs> so I was just thinking something. Maybe you guys may have thought of this too. Like there has to be like some like Pornhub videos in those rooms. And oh, absolutely! I just, I Somebody's just checked, like a like a, just, a video chat. There's a thing. whole section on Pornhub for Disney World porn room porn, <laughs> and uh, I'm seeing the Little Mermaid rooms. They, the show they, is nothing if not educational. The guys, he's banging the Little Mermaid, and he's got a pirate costume on. It says Rex Rider XXX. I got cream pie before enjoying Disney World, and it looks like they're in the um, uh, what's it called? Um, Art of animation. Art animation. Then there's a public restroom P, and I'm I, I'm only gonna click it to see if it's the anime uh, imagination bathrooms to see if it's got that music. No, nope, it doesn't. Okay. Uh, so, but that while well, I know Monorail Girl was on there, I don't know if she still is. Uh, then there was also the the lady and the Skyliner. Anyway, I'm just saying because my first thought when this thing was built was like, this is the main thing people are going to want to do in here. You know, when I when I saw them rooms, they're going to buy the outfits and stuff. That's what I was saying. Maybe rent by the yeah. If you can make the money back on your webcam, then yeah. You know, <laughs> if I'm if I'm paying six grand, it's it's going yeah. on OnlyFans. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I just found a whole new genre on Pornhub <laughs> that I will be checking out later. I put that link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other news, and we can go back to uh, Galactic Star Cruiser, but I wanted to talk about this uh, that dropped this week is Josh Damaro, uh officially announced what I think was kind of a foregone conclusion that the Lake Nona campus is not happening. Uh, this was uh, intended to be a billion dollar investment to move some uh, several Disney jobs, I believe about 2000 to, uh, to central Florida. And I think, I really think that the ultimate goal here was forced attrition at Imagineering. I yeah. think they were trying to eliminate bloat, uh, with the move and that long term, that was the idea. But, uh, if you announce it and then don't actually move, that's probably the best of both worlds. If they think that there's too many Imagineers there, uh, they can say publicly that this is related to, uh, their pissing match with Ron DeSantis. Well, I think with the monorails, if they go away, I said the same thing. They'll just blame yeah. it on that. Um, but I, I also like the other, the, the flip side of this is if they wanted to reach some sort of compromise with DeSantis, they could, they could say that this was a win for him. Uh, and that, uh, DeSantis, you know, took away that tax benefit and that was their compromise. But didn't Iger say like either Florida wants us uh, wants more jobs and taxes down there, or they don't like on the on the call, like on the. I, that, I mean, that was call. something that was said there, and I, I think a lot of it too is 
that he recognizes that DeSantis is a sack of shit and probably is not long for Florida and they just gotta they gotta weather the storm. But um, there was an interesting point made by uh, Braden of Mickey Views, and I don't like to give Bob Chapek credit here, but I believe that, I mean, we go back to when we were all kids, we're all roughly the same age, and I don't know that any of us dreamed of being an Imagineer, but if somebody told us that that was a job we could do at 10, that would be intriguing. I would have went for it instead of drinking beer and all sorts of other stuff. Yeah. I get like, nobody told me that that was a thing you could do and not that I have any artistic ability or engineering ability, but now Disney creative and Disney in general is a stepping stone for people out of school. It's not, it's not the career that it was 30, 40 years ago. And I think the idea of moving jobs to Florida was basically saying, all right, this is for people that are going to be in their 20s. We can get them probably for cheaper as opposed to California. We've got them all creative. Yeah, you know. So I, I think I think there was some logic there that might have been sound, but I also think that this was a an approach to eliminate a lot of the the bloat at Imagineering, say, relative to Universal Creative, which is, you know, microscopic compared to Imagineering. So by the time this show comes out, I believe Adam Lou would have already gone over. I think he did it today to see what was there, what's there, because I believe Disney already purchased the land, and uh, he's told me that there's marker flags there so far, and that's it. So I, I'm assuming Disney purchased the area where they were going to put this campus. Do you think they just sell it to developers? Um, to build houses or whatever. I mean, because like Nonacon, it's on the east side of the airport. It's like right there. Yeah. Um, I mean, they I, bought land elsewhere in Florida to offset uh, wetlands and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's no there's no real rush to sell that. If they get somebody that wants to buy it from them, then they will. What about the low cost housing project that they're going to put between Walt Disney World and 429? Do you think they pull the plug on that too? It would be uh, an, an interesting result in the news if they do. But oh, it's something I thought of last night because if they're starting to pull plugs on big projects, that would definitely be one of them as well. You know, well, you say that the last big ticket purchase of Chapek was that cr- uh, giant cruise ship in Asia. So I know that they got it for you know pennies on the dollar, but uh, if if Bob Iger has two years to do things as quickly as possible, and I mean. We complain that things don't move as quickly as we want, but he they're they're making decisions pretty darn quickly. Uh, I could see that being something if they decided that, that was a bad investment, that they just you know cut bait on that as well. But what if they just put the ship on the property and then make virtual portholes and then they have another virtual Disney Cruise Line? If they, they could char- just connect they it just to the Star Cruiser, yeah. and you've got enough for. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're you're just thinking outside of the box. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say maybe like Nona can be used for uh, the casinos because that's I think what Ron DeSantis is most interested in is the textbooks from all the uh, gambling stuff. Well, that's approved. true. That again, that was a Chapek thing. Like he wanted casinos as well, and those are probably dead. So I you think put, you can make the Star Cruiser prison on Lake Nona, and then <laughs> it's a it's a gambling resort or it's a gambling cruise. And International just, waters just goes around in circles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the uh, uh, well, guy, you mentioned. And I want to go back to Star Cruiser for a minute. That the characters created were not really lasting or even relevant to the overall story. 
what uh, what did you create for a character and did you abandon the idea on the second go around? Uh, yeah, the second time around, I, I didn't even bother making a character. The first time around, I um, I wore my old, I used to work at Blockbuster VO. That was my first job back in like 2001. Um, <laughs> I wore my Blockbuster VO yeah. shirt. You're dating, you're, you're yeah, aging really. yourself. Although you said uh, great. And then I, <laughs> I, I made a, a Blockbuster name tag with like the Star Wars writing on it, the Star Wars language. Uh, and then I was a so I was a uh, clerk at a failing hollow video store on uh, on the galaxy's edge. So um, okay. and then I, I my my boss, Lentesta, he made this character called Hake Lonely. And so I, I he, who's a who's an action star in the Star Wars universe. So um, I, I brought a mm-hmm. VHS tape or, you know, a hollow tape of the of his movie on the Star Cruiser. Uh, but yeah, even that, I was uh, probably halfway through the first day and realized, oh yeah, nobody cares at all about your personal stories. So. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, because like I wanted to be like I'm already half droid, and I always kind of <laughs> wanted to get a job. Will, like because you can design. I think they can kind of pick their character, their costumes are not all the same at Galaxy's Edge. And like, if I could be a droid, that'd be yeah. pretty cool. And just like walk around, you know. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I could work it somehow. But, or a pirate would have been cool, too. Like, imagine, like, I'm working, uh, uh, um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean, and I got, like, it's a new ride. It's okay. You don't have to have it. Yeah, yeah. Real, real peg legs. (laughs) Because the one guy who's always in character when you go on there, he always asks, did I lose? He's like, are you losing my cannonball or sword? And, you know, uh, which is a legit question. Um, I told him the people mover because that's what happened. And, uh, you know, he just, they didn't have people movers in the uh, 18th, 17th century, 18th century. Yeah. <laughs> so, they didn't have it in either of those centuries for the record. Well, that's true. <laughs> that we know of. Because true. ancient alien theorists say that it's possible that, the, that they were there. Uh, but anyway. But yeah, I mean, I mean it, that's... it could have been on a, and I mean, if we're talking Star Wars, it did happen uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So that's in true. that galaxy far, far away, they could have had people movers for all we know. It's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving away from the recent news, uh, Guy, you recently came back from Tokyo, and uh, I've I've uh, been known to have a three-hour trip report. And if we want any semblance of you not hanging out in Disneyland tonight, can you give us a minute-by-minute recap of your trip? Yes. Okay. So here we go. I, I arrived at LAX um, at about 11... F- <laughs> you're you're starting too late. How did you book the flight? How did yeah. like what what what, <laughs> what car did you use? <laughs> you've you've been to Tokyo uh, quite a bit, right? How many times you've been uh, to Tokyo? Ten times. Or just Japan times. in general. Ten. We gotta hang, we, yeah, we got to start hanging out this dude more. <laughs> uh, I mean Tokyo Disney Sea, from what I heard, is the best Disney park. I've never it been is. there. You guys, yeah, have. It's, it's amazing. Um, yeah, I uh, went to I mean, celebrate Tokyo Disneyland's 40th birthday, um, my 40th birthday, and its 40th birthday are like 10 days apart or something like that. So I just I felt like I had to be there for that. And it was a ton of fun. The new parade is, is really good and uh, ate a bunch of their cute snacks for the 40th. And yeah. Do they do they have a Casey's Corner in uh, Tokyo Disneyland? Uh, and does it sell there's hot no dogs? Casey's Corner, but there are several places that sell hot dogs. Yeah, and they're 
they're like the saddest little dinkiest hot dogs you've ever seen. What about so uh, speaking of dogs, though, uh, I think in the show notes, we should probably include the photo that Guy sent in our Discord chat. Uh, I don't know if it was on the show with Mac or the one uh, after that with uh, with Ben, where uh, we were discussing the uh, Goizo Yoga. dog. How's that pronounced? Goza, the Goza dog uh, that's available. Go, sorry. Um, <laughs> why do you call it what you actually call it? Uh, that's available in uh, in Tokyo Disney Sea. But uh, the you mentioned the cute snacks. Uh, that's one of the thing. That was one of my big takeaways. But what uh, what was the new to you stuff? You mentioned the parade. Was there anything else new to you, or is that kind of all coming? Is it twenty? Five twenty twenty five. That all the fantasy spring yeah, stuff is open. That's next year, um, next spring. Yeah, fantasy spring. Uh, new to me. So I actually went in um, November also because that was when the country kind of reopened, and and I had a bunch of trip credit from an April twenty twenty trip that I had I had planned. So I I like had had all this credit. So anyway, yeah. uh, new to me then was the new Beauty and the Beast ride which is Tokyo Disneyland's okay. newest mega e-ticket. It's uh, trackless. It's gigantic in scale. It's got a full-scale replica of Beast Castle that you go into. That's that's where the ride is located. Not a no, bad force no, perspective not some version? little dinky thing on a hill. Um, yeah, the, the animatronics are very good, like scary good on that ride. And there's one of the most jaw-dropping special effects in any Disney ride ever, where the beast trans uh, transforms into the transformation, right? But uh, yeah, it looks amazing. Have you been to Shanghai? No, that's the only Disney park I haven't been to. Okay, I I mean, the question was going to be, how does that compare to the skeleton to pirate reveals on uh, their Pirates of the Caribbean attraction? But it looks to be the same effect, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like uh, it's some kind of Pepper's Ghost thing. But yeah, it it looks really amazing and convincing. Um, Other than that... So you've been on a handful of trackless rides. How does the Beauty and the Beast ride itself... I mean, you can obviously that effect is part of it. How does that compare to, say, Honey Hunt, if you want to put Rise of the Resistance in the category of trackless rides, because that's one of the ride systems. How does it compare to all those? It's just so different from Rise of the Resistance. Um, and Honey Hunt, I think, still... That's probably not a fair comparison. Honey Hunt is still just so cute and cozy and fun. I, I think that that ride is just so <laughs> joyous that it's it's hard to pick that over almost anything. But uh, one thing... Do they have a honey wall there do like ours does? Like um, with well, bark cheese. If, on it. if they did, it would be immaculate, though. Like you, you could lick that yeah, one, yeah, as opposed to the be. one of the Magic Kingdom. One thing that that one thing that Beauty and the Beast does well, better than any other trackless ride, is they project the floor onto the ground, yeah. so you can't see the tr- the like track marks, the tread marks on the tires. I, I love that little effect. Looks so good. Now, if you were listening, I know you're a big fan of mine, guy. Uh, but on the last Marty called episode, we talked about that very thing. Okay, cool. <laughs> Wait, so does the projection go over the people in the cars too, or does it no. like actually like block them out, block out the projection? When if the they cars do, it's, it's not even noticeable. Like, because yeah. no, it, it doesn't. Because I've I've seen it when like a car is missing from the uh, from the rotation where they haven't corrected it for that. Oh, it's a black box. Yeah, exactly. Gross. So, like, yeah. I mean, they know the path that the vehicles are going to go on. So the projection only shows what it has to show, but it hides the the scuff marks. 
So that's pretty cool. I've seen an effect where they do that with rain, where you could walk through rain and the sensors know where you are, so there's the rain stops as you walk through it. And I think it was like somebody was saying they were it was like maybe a prototype or something Disney was gonna use it for and then never did, but I don't know. I can't remember where I saw that now, but like it could be a room where it was completely raining, but as you walked through it, the water stopped as you made your way through it, just over your head. Whether it would work, be practical, probably not, because it's still going to drip, but I thought it was pretty cool. Anyway. When you go to Tokyo, what is what is your favorite thing to do? Like, I mean, I'll, I'll use Disneyland for myself as an example. Like, I hit Pirates and Indiana Jones and Space Mountain every single day that I'm there, no matter what. Uh, do you have an equivalent in Tokyo? In Tokyo, Disneyland and Disney Sea, or just the city in general? In, in both parks. I mean, because you probably don't do much hopping, I'm assuming. But yeah, they don't, they don't even have parking hopping right now. Um, so Disney Sea just yeah. always head first to Journey to the Center of the Earth, and that that's a lot easier now since everyone rope yep. drops um, soaring. It's called soaring over there, not soaring. And, uh, yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody <laughs> rope drops soaring. Um, yeah, for me it was Toy Story oh. Mania, so it was again that's an easy I can dodge that yeah. bullet. Is it just soaring over the world? Is that the film they play over there? It's soaring over the world, but what with do they a do? different like? ending. Um, it flies over Disney Sea. And the pre-show is so good. Uh, the pre, okay. the pre, it's a, it's like a. It takes place inside a museum, and the pre-show is with these shadows because it's a, they made an original character. It's an SEA member um, who has this like hawk, and so the pre-show is done in these um, shadows uh-huh. on the wall, and it looks it looks great. So, so they can still make original characters. Yeah. Has anybody told like the people who work at yeah. Epcot that? Well, again, they st- they still took a cloned ride, so that's why. But yeah, they're not allowed to. Uh, everything stateside is going to be IP driven. The last non IP driven ride was the red car trolleys <laughs> in 2012, uh, I think. Stateside, I, I I would say Expedition Everest. That was that e ticket. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, like you have to go back that far, but it was. I, I made that argument. People were like, what about the red car trolleys? Like, okay, you want to talk about an A ticket? Fine. Yeah, then fine. Um, we'll give it to you. But yeah, you asked my routine. All right, you win. That's my rope drop routine in the mornings. Yeah, uh, journey to the center of the earth, 20,000 leagues, and then ho- head over to Mama Biscotti's and get some breakfast. They usually have some kind of special seasonal treat. Okay. And then in Tokyo Disneyland, usually rope drop, uh, Honey Hunt, and Monsters Inc. Uh, ride and Go Seek. Can you walk through their Nautilus? Don't they have a Nautilus parked by Volcania? And the they do. You can't walk there. through it. I know you can walk through the one in yeah, France. You, you can't walk uh, through it. They, they have a 20,000 leagues ride, see. though. Um, that's amazing. It's Yeah, I've seen that. That looks amazing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of my yeah. favorite rides yeah, it's on ton the planet. Yeah, that that looks... Um, 20,000 leagues like, my favorite movie. Um, you know, besides, like, Back to the Future. But... Uh, <sighs> I would love to go there just for that. See Volcania, which I didn't even know was a restaurant until Tim told me last week. Uh, I thought it was just like there, like as a, a, a thing, but that's, uh, it, it looks amazing. But I heard that the Nautilus in France, which has been apparently closed for a while, just reopened and you can walk back through it. And like, I think that's still there. Yeah. I, I missed it when I, went last year and now it's still going to be closed i'm going in on june 9th it's still going to be closed i'm so pissed i'm just going to miss it it opens on i think july 1st oh on july 1st okay i thought it reopened already yeah oh man that's yeah, been closed for years yeah yeah like that'd be a hotel i want to sleep in just give me like a nautilus with a bunch of bunks and like little bottles of liquor yeah. with like weird fish in them 
and you just take the fish out, give it to the seal, and pound the bottle. You got to have Ned Land and stuff like that. It'd be so awesome. There's a Nautilus room in Club Thirty Three in Magic Kingdom. Well, yeah, I know. I'm waiting for. Him. I I got a buddy who's on the list. That unless you're part of the one here and we can hang out, and you want to take <laughs> me up there. I mean, uh, I'm if, not a member. If you if you if you I'm waiting for Tim to become a member. If you got. Disney Star Cruise or twice money. I figured you might have been on that. <laughs> I've only on been to Club list. 33 once. I know you've been because uh, I believe our first interaction guy, if I'm not mistaken, was you emailing the WDW fanboys back in the day and Brett making fun of your uh, Twitter photo of you at Club 33. I believe that was our first interaction. Yeah, and then I made fun of Brett for tucking his shirt into. Oh, we all, I, we all made fun of him for that. I think glasses. every time I see him, I make yeah, fun of him for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and the the pulled up socks and sneakers, but that's you're you know, not allowed to make fun of that. Though. Those are the rules. You got to have legs to do that. I can because I don't have legs. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was uh, the rule. Damn it! <laughs> only people with ankles can talk about how people wear socks. Oh, like you've never made a nub joke before. <laughs> I think we're making Guy uncomfortable, which is what he wanted. Uh, before the, well, I'm good. I was gonna say we should probably let him get a Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, uh, Guy. Unless you have anything else uh, on a Tokyo or a Galactic Star Cruiser or just general Disney uh, discussion front, we can probably wrap the show. <laughs> was that an animal? She sounded excited. Was that? <laughs> or was that? Yeah, my my girlfriend's dog is my girlfriend's dog is uh, very vocal. Yeah. And I haven't paid attention to her for 10 minutes, so she's letting me know. Um, no, what I want to talk about is woke Disney. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, go woke, go broke. <laughs> this, uh, this episode of the Park Cheese Lounge was brought to you by B. Jones Farm Stand. If you'd like to sponsor an upcoming episode of the Park Cheese Lounge, you can email us at parkcheeselounge at gmail.com. You can follow us. I believe that stand. Hold on, that stand was established in 82. 80- Two, yes, by the way, uh, uh, yes, eighty-two. You can follow us on Twitter at uh, Park Cheese Pod, and you can join our Facebook group, Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/ParkCheeseLounge. Gary, we can, where can we find you online? VirtualDisneyWorld.net or Virtual Disney World on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if it's a, like I know it's the dog, but it sounds like there might be some, like someone who might be having a good time in the background <laughs> as well. <laughs> And the, and the uh, dog, where can we find the dog oh, online? Uh, um, beautiful girl, beautifulgirl.com, beautiful girl Abby, she's so pretty.com. Yeah. You gotta tell her she's pretty or she gets upset. Is it a dog? Gary's the same way. No, it's a, it's a, it's a toy poodle. Uh. <laughs> Guy, where can we find you online? You can find me at Guy Selga, G-U-Y-S-E-L-G-A, and uh, all my stuff at touringplans.com. I'm the Disneyland writer for that site and the unofficial guide to Disneyland. And you can find me at Inferno Barge on Twitter. Thanks for listening, everybody. Guy, thanks for joining us, and have a great one. Bye.